Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Duchesne has his 40th. Philip Forsberg has his 39th. Andrew Mangiapane has his 33rd. And the Predators lead the Flames 2-1 with just over three minutes left in the second period. Early in the third, Panthers and Islanders tied 1-1. The Rangers have shut out the Jets 3-0. Ryan Strom scored twice. He has 19 on the season. Late in the third, Detroit up 4-3 against Tampa Bay. Also late in the third, Wild leading the Habs 2-0. And the Maple Leafs lead the Flyers 4-2. Four minutes left. Boston leading St. Louis 2-1. It is the Kings and the Ducks coming up later, the Blue Jackets and the Sharks coming up later, and also in half an hour, the Canucks will take on the Senators, and it has been quite a dramatic season for the Vancouver Canucks. They are still not yet out of it. They're not in command, but they're not yet out of it. They've won six in a row, and to discuss more former goaltender for the Canucks, now an analyst for the team on Sportsnet, it is John Garrett checking in. John, good to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. The uh, Canucks are on a roll again. It might might be too little too late, but they're on a roll again. They've won six in a row, so uh, things are good in Canuckland. Well, what a journey for them. eh? I remember talking to Matt Sakaris when they made the coaching change. And Matt said, well, they're going to have to go about 20 games over 500 under Boudreaux to make the playoffs. They might do it. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if they'll get the no, I know. They might do it. <laughs> I know. they. Well, they were uh, first 46 points. They got 16. So they were so far behind. Uh, and when Bruce took over, they they got hot and a uh, different attitude and uh, Thatcher Demko just caught fire and he's been good all year, but I mean, he was, he's been lights out. So uh, you get great goaltending and your star players start to play like stars. I remember the start of the season, Elias Pettersson wasn't very good. And since Bruce has taken over, he's more than a point a game guy. And uh, Bo Horvat has got 30 goals now. And JT Miller is in the top 10 in the league in scoring. So uh, you add all those things together and the Canucks are, at least they say, yes, we have a chance. It's the Dumb and Dumber movie. The thing is Jim Carrey, yeah. You mean I have a chance? Yes, you have a chance. Well, better than, yeah, better than being where some other teams are in the standings for sure. So in your mind, and I, like you've been around that team a long time and then with this current set of players and obviously when, when uh, Travis Green was coaching, what, what's Boudreaux's biggest impact? Uh, just a general change in um the freedom and the attitude uh, around the team the preconception and, and i'm sure you've seen it too where a coach has been in a certain 
place for a number of years. And Travis, and Travis is a good coach. I, I have no problem with Travis. Uh, but he had been here a long time. Uh, the players, same players. Uh, he had notions of what they could do, what they couldn't do. And so when Bruce came in, and it's unlike Philadelphia, unlike Winnipeg, places where they just promoted the assistant coach. And you look at Winnipeg and you look at Philadelphia, and uh, they didn't really, uh, they had a little bit of a bump, but didn't really take off. And here in Vancouver, not only did they change the coach and bring in somebody completely new, but they changed the general manager too. And so I think the players realized, okay, we've got a clean slate here. We can start over, and they did. And uh, Elias Patterson never killed a penalty for Travis Green, and he started to kill penalties. Quinn Hughes, uh, same situation. Bo Horvat was taking 90% of the face-offs, and all of a sudden, all the other centermen got at least a try under Bruce to take face-offs for themselves. And I, I think... and. Anybody who knows Bruce, and I played with Bruce way back with the Minnesota Fighting Saints, and I've known him a long time, and he is uh, honest as the day is long. He, he, he'll, uh, there's no beating around the bush. There's no being politically correct. He'll tell you exactly how he feels, and the players, I think, appreciated that, that he would talk to them, and even to the media, he, he would say, he would call out players, after a game to the media and how many coaches have you seen do that lately? And, and that's the way Bruce is. And you look at his winning percentage throughout his career, it's 638 or something. And now here with the Canucks, it's almost 700. And uh, just, I think the players realized, okay, uh, we can finish the season on a positive note. And who knows if, if we get on fire, we might just have a chance to make the playoffs. So are you looking at it as they, they still got to go undefeated though the rest of the way? I mean, they do <laughs> no. play Los Angeles, so they do have that head-to-head matchup to take care of. Yes, they do. But they also, uh, after tonight's game against Ottawa, they, they play in Minnesota on Thursday and in Calgary on Saturday. And those are two tough places to play anytime. And I think, uh, and they finished the season in Edmonton. But by then, I think things will be sorted out because they play L.A. the night before. And uh, who knows what's going to happen. But I really can't see them winning out. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't see them winning eight in a row. I didn't see them winning six in a row. And they won in some tough places. They uh, played head-to-head with Vegas, and they beat them twice. And those are the two games that I thought, okay, uh, Vegas is going to shows and Pacioretty came back and uh, Vegas looked like they were starting to play a little better and the Canucks beat them. Dallas comes in. uh, You would think Dallas has played very well. They beat Tampa last week and yet the Canucks handled them pretty easily. And uh, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, They believe. And I think that's one of the things is the players just believe and who knows how far that will carry them. Yeah, well, reasons to watch. Who knows? Maybe they'll come here next uh, Friday needing a win to get in. <laughs> That'd be some extra yes, drama. Oh, man. <laughs> On yeah. Game 82. John Garrett. Well, and then it could be, uh, if they do, they'll play Edmonton in the playoffs. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's that's true. Yeah, because the wild card's probably out of reach at this point. So yes. that's a good point. Yeah, 
could be beat Edmonton to play Edmonton. That man, what a story that would be. Uh, John Garrett joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, always fun to chat with you, and always fun to talk goaltending with you. And uh, Mike Smith, NHL's third star of the week. He has back-to-back shutouts. He turned 40 little less than a month ago. Man, oh, man, he is an interesting player and character to sort of follow, John. Tons of energy. The puck handling is still astounding, even though I've seen it for years. And man, oh, man, when he gets hot, he's proven it. He can still still make the stops that you need. What a story here lately. Well, and not just make the stops, but he makes the defense so much better. And you look at the way he plays and uh, how the defensemen don't have to turn. And the more he plays... Uh, the more to, the defense can read off what he's going to do with the puck. And uh, he's such a fierce competitor. And I think that's one of the things that you know, when you really need to win, you have to have that guy back there that you believe in. And uh, Mike Smith has had that throughout his career. And uh, he's still got it. You worry about injuries and things like that. But uh, right now he is just playing so well that I don't think there's any doubt about who's going to be the goaltender in the playoffs for the Oilers. I think it's Mike Smith. Well, and you mentioned, and, and you know, Brownie and I have talked about that, if his his ability to play the puck and ward off the forecheck. Because it's not like the Oilers have a big, sturdy, physical, cycle-stopping D for the most part. they got to get the puck going up ice. And, and he, he, I mean, Brownie says he might handle the puck better than some of the defensemen on the team. <laughs> Which oh, is- I'm sure he does. Sure, he does. You take away Barry and Nurse, and then okay, <laughs> who's better than Mike Smith handling the puck? Yeah, that's that's a fair comment. And I got to sit down and chat with him today, and he he shared the tale of as a teen, as like a 16, 17 year old, he had to pick hockey over men's softball. Uh, played at a really high level of softball, and he kind of chuckled. He, he made the right choice because he didn't think the salary opportunities probably would have been there playing men's softball. But, uh, you know, proof that uh, good athletes can can thrive in a bunch of different sports. I, I want to hear a little bit about a, a young John Garrett. Was there another sport <laughs> or sports you excelled at or considered pursuing? Well, and back in my era, we didn't play 12 months. The hockey was, okay, you started in late September, early October, and you played till March, and uh, then you played softball or baseball or whatever. You, uh, you played football. I, I played high school football, and uh, that helped your hockey. I, I really think that playing baseball, and uh, I, I know growing up I was a catcher sometimes, and I was a shortstop most of the time because I didn't really want to be a catcher. And... You just, your reflexes and your hand-eye, and uh, you really, it improved your hockey playing different sports, and you you had a different mentality towards it, and uh, you didn't get tired of playing 12 months a year like most of the guys do now. It's, and it's big business, and I I get it once you make it, but when you're a kid, I really think that uh, playing other sports and play soccer or play uh, play some other sport so that you just when you come back to hockey in the winter then it's a, a big deal and you feel refreshed and you're excited about playing hockey again rather than oh well I'm in the spring league oh I'm in the AAA tryouts in August uh, it's just it's too much and if you play another sport and uh, it'll help your hockey as you go uh, I played it intermediate softball when I was a 15 year old and um, then in baseball we had a little 
team and I lived outside of a small town and uh, 5,000 population and we won the Ontario championship in baseball and so you, you got to be competitive and uh, your skills as an athlete got better and football we it was more conditioning and back then uh, there was no conditioning at all in hockey hardly <laughs> and so the football actually got me in shape for hockey and uh it was fun and you only played a few games and uh, but very very competitive and very physical and i i think that that variety of sport really helps and uh, mike talking about uh playing softball is it's the guys what how far away in softball 45 feet away and they're throwing 90 miles an hour and your reflexes have to be good to get any hits and uh, I really think that it helps any athlete to be able to play more than one sport and enjoy playing and you look at guys that is hockey guys now golf is one of the things but a lot of them play tennis and you look at tennis as a sport where okay uh, good conditioning plus reflexes and, and you have to be quick and you have to be in shape and all those things. And a lot of guys now are, are really good tennis players. Okay. So uh, football, were you, were you, were you not offered a scholarship in football? You must've been pretty good. Yes. I was, I was okay. But at, at the time I, I was, well, I wasn't any taller than I am now. Uh, five foot, seven and a half and I weighed about I was in shape that uh, probably about 160 pounds and uh, I was a running back and you played both ways I was a running back and a corner linebacker at 160 pounds and so uh, I was okay and we won and uh, McGill came to me and said you know we'd like you to come and, and play on our football team but we'd also like you to play hockey too well and they were, it wasn't a full ride or anything like that. So it was pretty easy to pick, okay, I'm going to play in Peterborough and uh, go to Trent University and Roger Nielsen was a coach. And so it, it was an easy choice to uh, go and play junior hockey instead of going to McGill and get my brains beat out playing <laughs> football. I, I remember playing against, the, there was a couple of guys in, in the league that I played in Trenton and the guys played in Belleville who, Terry Wellesley was this guy's name, and he, he ended up playing in the CFL. But uh, I was a corner linebacker, and he, he would go on a sweep, and I'd try and grab a hold of him. And he was a big guy, and he would just kick me and drag me, and, and I, I realized that, okay, he's a good play, football player. He's going places, and I'm just not in the same league. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm not going to play football. Well, uh, your your choice turned out uh, pretty well, but who knows? We could have been talking about the Montreal Alouettes or something instead of the Vancouver Canucks <laughs> if you chose it differently. Hey, John, uh, thanks for doing this. I always love when you hop on, and I enjoy your perspective so much. Uh, I don't know if uh, you're coming to town next uh, Friday or not, but that, that could be a big one. I guess we'll see how the calendar unfolds yes. here. No, I am uh, going to do it from the studio in Vancouver, and uh, you know what is really interesting? People think that we're there <laughs> that might be that may be a problem but we do a job and the guys in Edmonton are the same way Louie and Jack and uh, the guys who do it from the studio in Edmonton and the people who are watching don't know that you're not there I did a game uh, Canuck game and they were in uh, Long Island 
And so it was a four o'clock game in Vancouver and I drive home after the game. So I'm home at 7.30 and one of my neighbors said, how did you get home so fast? Well, <laughs> what do you think? I'm in the uh, Star Trek transporter or something? No, I did the game for downtown. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one, John. Thanks for checking in. That's John Garrett from Sportsnet. Good insight on the Canucks and what's been making them tick since Bruce Boudreaux took over as head coach. And I did not know that. John Garrett was a pretty good football player. Could have got a scholarship at McGill to play football and uh, and hockey. Turned out uh, the hockey choice turned out pretty good for him. Always fun to have John on the show. Okay, Oilers and Stars tomorrow on 6.30, Chad. It's a 5 p.m. face-off show. The game will be at 6.30. If you missed my one-on-one interview with Mike Smith, you can go to the uh, Oilers page on 630 Uh It's uh, it's there in the audio section, and it's also, uh, you can find it in the uh, middle of the text story about it. And, of course, Kellen's going to have the podcast up as well. So if uh, you missed that or anything else you liked on Inside Sports, you can check it out and tell other people to come aboard. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, why not? Anybody is welcome. Quick timeout, one final look at the scoreboard when we get back. the leopard where coach jay woodcroft asked about the team learning to play a low event game well we're working towards it for sure i don't think we're a finished product i think yesterday i mentioned how i don't believe we've played to our full potential yet i think there's a lot more there uh, and we're working at trying to be the best that we can be on a daily basis i think though as as the league narrows, which it is, it's narrowing right now. More and more teams are following out. Um, the attention to details and the focus uh, of teams on the defensive part of the game increases. Uh, every play counts. Every rep counts. Every shift counts. So um, it becomes harder and harder to score. So you got to feel comfortable in those types of games. I think... Um, a few weeks ago, we were at home. We played against Colorado, and it was a 0-0 game with some of the best players in the world on the ice. But it was a heck of a game. It was a great game. Um, and there was numerous good plays by both teams. The game ended up, it was tied 1-1, went to a shootout. But I think when you can... Uh, feel comfortable in those types of situations during the regular season. Um, it prepares you for when it really counts in the playoffs. All right, tomorrow, 5 o'clock face-off show, game at 6.30, Oilers home to the Stars. Toronto beats Philly 5-2. Mini shuts out Montreal 2-0. Red Wings beat the Lightning 4-3. Jets are officially eliminated. They're shut out 3-0 by the Rangers. Islanders lead the Panthers 2-1 in the third. After two, Nashville up 2-1 on Calgary. Bruins and Blues tie 2-2 after two. Keep an eye on the Canucks and Senators tonight and the Kings 
and the Ducks. Blue Jays trailing Boston 2-1. That is now in the eighth inning. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. I'll talk to you on the Faceoff Show at 5. And don't forget, Stoff has orders now from noon to 2. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.